All right, everybody, welcome back. This is Axel. You're here for Daily DVR. It's Friday, October 20th, 2023. We're back again here with a great friend. But first, remember to go to DVRpodcast.com and become a patron at patreon.com slash DVR. Like our newest patron, Bobby. Bobby, you're the best. Always leaving fun comments, enjoying what we're doing. I love the positive feedback. It means a lot. Thanks to all our other patrons. But we have a guest here, a person who is very special. And when I think of something, when I think in my mind of, I was thinking Patreon podcast, that's a double P. And that reminds me of Bubba from Double P Media. What's up, Bubba? Oh, my goodness, Axel. I'm so glad to be here. I am here representing the Patreons because these people, what do they want? They want good content, and they're like, all these picks that Axel is giving me on the around the couch, I'm losing money. And so I'm going to come in here. I'm going to give some good picks, not only on some great TV, and we are still, this is a wonderful debate, are we still in the golden age of peak TV? But I'm also going to get some picks right, and mainly... For everybody who follows the NFL and loves Daily DVR, I'm going to say, always pick the under when the Falcons are playing. My Falcons can't score any points. So there, you're going to you're gonna get all, all your right. money back when you follow that, uh, that advice. Well, it's a pleasure having you here. You know, Brett is also an Atlanta Falcons fan. And oh, I know. Poor guy. He has never picked the Falcons. Uh, He's a smart guy. He's watched the team. This, That's incredible. Yeah, never this year. Um, I happen to like the Falcons. I think Ritter may give him some more time. Who knows? You know, hey, look, the only thing I can say is that Josh Allen, for the first year or two, he was mm-hmm. not that good. He was like, no, of, he was. He was not accurate. He turned the ball over, which he still does a lot, but even more. Mm-hmm. And then he became Josh Alien, is what I like to call him, because <laughs> he's like an alien. He's just this monster, just takes over a game. So that's the the dream. Look at even my man, Zachy Wilson. Hey, come on. He's playing decent. Now, he's not playing great. He's playing decent, who I would have even thought he would be decent. So <laughs> the NFL is going through some changes. It takes some time. Yes. So mm-hmm. I'm going to give Ritter, I, I don't know. I see a spark in that dude. He, he hasn't been great. But... um. Well, I, what was that? Two weeks ago, he, he threw for over 300 yards. He did pretty good, didn't he? He had like two touchdowns. Oh, yes. Yes. So, he, he He's like he's, he's like capable. the Double P podcast is that some are hot, some are cold, but they're going to keep coming whether you want them or not. <laughs> you know, you're like, I think yep. I should really bench these Double P podcasts. But another one came in the feed. What the hell is exactly. going on? Even when you're like, no, stop, it just starts playing right. and you just have to listen. You're doing the dishes. Your hands yep. are wet. You don't want to ruin mm-hmm. the iPhone. You just have to keep on listening. You know what I'm saying? Oh, um, I know exactly what you're saying. All right. Well, you have been covering two kind of murder mystery shows only murders mm-hmm. in the building as well as the after party i did not watch the after party season two and you just told me that it got canceled it did apple said uh two seasons are nice thank you no more well it's not like apple to cancel things especially when it has i mean i think the guys who started the after party weren't those is it lord and miller 
That's exactly right. So that seems like a good kind of relationship to have. I wonder if they're doing something else or it's surprising though, because Apple people don't watch shows on as you have put many interesting articles on our Facebook page and we've had some discussions there. And I think both of us are aware of the like minuscule amount of people who even know that they have Apple TV plus or (laughs) even watch it when it, Mm -hmm. except for Ted Lasso, which I think a lot of people think is just a show that it's just like, it appears on Apple and they don't even understand. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just like, no, you're right. They don't even get it. So I'm surprised that they canceled that. I was not in love with the, we watched the first two episodes I felt the format was starting to drag and it would have been better had they just let the the, dropped the format for the second season. And the format was like, they kind of spoofed a different genre with each episode. Yep. And it worked the first season. And, but by the second season, I didn't understand why they were doing it anymore. Like when, when (laughs) I really didn't get it. Do you agree or disagree? What was your feeling on this show? Well, let's go to a great question that I'm going to ask you, Axel. I'll ask everybody. And then as I'm asking it, I'll try to answer it myself. One great thing about a a show, which is trying to kind of combine formulas, combine formats. So with both Only Murders in the Building and The After Party, we're combining comedy in Only Murders in the Building. It's, It's more of you know, at this point, maybe old school comedy because yeah, we are combining Borscht the comedy of Martin Short, yeah, right? Yeah. Martin Short and Steve Martin, where the after party, certainly in, in season one, it's all about, you know, kind of quippy, quirky, kind of the stuff they were doing when they were working on community. So you combine mm. those two things and maybe if the comedy's down, well, the mystery will still keep an audience engaged or maybe the mystery isn't that engaged, but you'll laugh a lot. I think in the after party, the first season succeeded on both ends, meaning I think that first season was very, very funny. And I do think the first season mystery was really engaging. I think, and this is, you know, everything's subjective, but I think in the second season, the comedy was down a bit. In the first season, it felt like every episode had some highs. And then some of the episodes, especially at the beginning of the season, were just hilarious. And I would recommend the first season of The After Party on Apple to anybody who pays for Apple and actually knows they're paying for it. Uh, The second season, it was really hit or miss. And you would have a, a good handful of episodes where there weren't those strong laughs that you need. I still think the mystery was pretty good, but one of the two have to keep the audience engaged. And I think... Sadly, the numbers were, if you can trust any numbers, it felt like the audience was a bit down for season two of The After Party. I still think it's it's a successful mystery, and it's a mystery you can solve, which I certainly love. But season two just didn't connect as it should have. Yeah, I, I think uh, I agree because I stopped watching it after two episodes. So honestly, <laughs> it's in it. <laughs> It didn't really, uh, it didn't really resonate with my mm-hmm. wife or or myself. It it was just it felt as soon as it started, and I love Sam Richardson. I think that guy is a great yeah. actor. I remember him from oh, yes. Veep? Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some of the returning uh, Zoe Chow returned right, 
but yeah. it felt to me like I missed Ben Schwartz. I missed Dave oh, yes. Franco. I missed yes. Ike Barinholtz. I missed mm-hmm. a lot of the people from the first season. And I wanted, it's like there was a desire I had that I wanted to like the people. And I thought in this one, hey, they brought in John Cho, right? They yeah. brought in some other people. I recognize Paul Walter Hauser from Mindhunter, yes. by the way, right? And mm-hmm. uh, he, he was also, oh no, not I'm sorry, not Mindhunter. He was in, um, what was that great, the other Apple TV Plus show that he was in, Blackbird. Right, um, he was in the jail, yeah, uh, the prison story, so right? Exactly, Blackbird. That. Oh God, he was crazy in that movie. He was so good, um, and he played Richard Jewell too, by the way, in the he movie did. Richard Jewell. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, is this tough when when somebody looks at him and says, "Boy, this is the part you were born to play"? Do you get <laughs> insulted if you're him? Do you, are you like, "Hey, what does that mean?" Uh, hey, you know what? He's that guy could sneaky if he he could you know he's the kind of guy who i could expect one day to all of a sudden be getting an academy award nomination oh, yeah. or something no. you know he just has a real talent but if if season 2 of the after party was down a bit it was not on him at all he when he got his spotlight episode i i found it hilarious and i think he did good throughout the whole season to be honest, they needed other characters on the show to be as rich as he was, you know, as richly drawn, yeah. I would say, as, as his portrayal was. And it just felt to me that the conceit in which the series began, that they were going to this reunion, right? Mm-hmm. The, a lot of the groundwork that they had laid, this felt like a spinoff, not a season two. That's how it felt to me. I felt like well, it, it was kind of I this, think that's a good call. Yeah, it was like a Sam Richardson spinoff of it. So it was like a 0.5 season. Didn't really get into it. You know, I hope that Apple continues to work with them. If that's the way they do things, I'm not even sure. I think they just have a bunch of money and people are like, hey, we want to make something. And they're like, okay, make <laughs> it. And then they go out and they make it. Um, but the, it, for the sci-fi stuff... Are you a big fan of the sci-fi foundation invasion? Um, they're coming out with the new um, Monarch, the the right. uh, Godzilla show, which I'm oh, super yes. excited about. I mean, I, I think that looks awesome with Kurt Russell and Wyatt Russell. Are you a fan no. of uh, any of the foundation or invasion or anything like that on Apple? Well, Axel, this is where we get oh, into no big silo. trouble. Where you hosts love to attack me is that I covered Silo on yeah. Apple TV, and I was a I was a stickler. I was somebody who loved that book so much, and for a good decade, I told people, "Boy, if you if they want to make another show as great as Game of Thrones, you know, as engrossing as Game of Thrones, they should co- take this book and make it." And after a decade, somebody did. Apple did, and all their money. They've got all this money. God bless them. And then. Everybody loved the show, except I was kind of like, yeah, it's good, <laughs> because I had read the book, and I was like, oh, I love the book so much, nothing can live up to the book. So it was my own fault. But yeah, wouldn't you, wouldn't you love, if you are a streaming service like Apple TV, and I'm looking at this chart that I posted on Daily DVR's Facebook page the other day, if you're Apple TV, and you broke through with a, with a unique show in Ted Lasso, and you're like, how can we get other unique shows? I think genre like sci-fi is a great way to to break into that market, to get, 
you know, to get people to remember to come back to Apple, even when Ted Lasso is over. So I, I think what they're doing is great. I am I am not into Foundation, even though okay. everything I've heard is that season two got so much better Foundation. But unlike our friends at Daily DVR, when I start podcasting, it's like I don't have time for any other show. I'm like, okay, I get time. I'm I'm like an infamous character. If you know what the phrase time to make the donuts, if you understand what that's a reference to, you're as old as I am. And you know how old I am. I can't watch another <laughs> show when I'm podcasting. If you're like, hmm, what in the world is this phrase time to make the donuts refer to? Don't Google it. It won't live up to your imagination. But it, <laughs> it was ingrained on us of a certain age. So there you go. So, past Silo, you haven't watched Foundation or Invasion, is what you're no. saying? No. Okay. No, I've I heard think great things you, about them, but I haven't. Yeah. Foundation, Invasion it can be a little rough. It's a lot slower, um, oh, but wow. it's from some recognizable people. I think guys who are involved with Star Trek and Fringe uh, are behind Okay, well, that's Invasion. too good. That's two good names. Too, yeah. So. But so it's some people are not huge fans of it. I like it. I'm not in love with it. I like it. Foundation, on the other hand, I think is the best show on Apple TV plus. Wow. It's amazing. I, I like you. I have to admit, I really loved Silo. Mm -hmm. I should say this. I loved Silo. I don't know if I really loved. I felt that there was a bit of a elasticity to the show that I felt that they were and I was listening to your pod which maybe I shouldn't have been doing while I was watching yeah, the show but <laughs> yes. um I kind of agreed with you I felt a little bit of a thinning in certain areas if you know what mm -hmm. I mean and yeah. I I was we'll see where it goes in season two I still love it for the acting the direction the production design is spotless. I was very pleased with the final reveal and uh, that we got some sort of answer to our mystery, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Which I felt opened up a whole new world uh, for us to explore in, in subsequent seasons. And it made me understand what you said about it, that, hey, because you kept on saying that in the pod where you were like, I thought if Game of Thrones or this could be a great. And I was like, why is he saying that? This seems so much smaller. Oh, okay. Now I understand, right? Where yeah. we're going here, it's going to be a bigger show. But I did feel there were certain parts that were a little draggy. I happen to be a huge fan of the whole episode dedicated to getting a huge turbine to work. I, oh, thought, I fucking man, loved yes. it. Uh, because right. I am like a kind of a hard sci-fi guy. And if they can deal with something technical that's kind that's based on reality, my friend Sean does a podcast and they were talking about what is hard sci-fi. And I think it's kind of hard to explain, but I guess it's something where a certain portion of it is really is actually based in science or it attempts to deal with subjects in a truthfully scientific way or technical way. And so yeah. I, I, I wish there was actually a little bit more turbine fixing in silo. I kind of like that element of the show 
It's almost like a little HGTV. You know what yeah, I'm saying? I was saying? about to say, I was about to say, <laughs> no one let Axel tell the showrunners this. I thought that episode was pretty good too. But if you're like, you know, we need more uh, racket sets on the show. We need, you know, somebody with an Allen wrench to be fixing, you know, that, then we're in deep trouble. Like exactly. what I, what I love to joke is, you know, in silo for everybody who's listening, who hasn't seen the show, it's got, it does have a lot of tech. It has a lot of, uh, uh, pieces and parts in some ways it's like a radio shack in that there's yeah. so much oh we got to fix this we got to fix that Love it. and i really needed howie long to come on and say look at this great candy computer <laughs> you man you're getting the throwbacks in today man. i know i am here let's let me do some uh, uh recent references so taylor swift she's great huh, guys? oh god please no <laughs> no 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 so so you tell me you tell me are we allowed to talk about the best show that's on TV right now. Cause I want to hear what you think. And I want to say what I think. Oh, okay. What's the best show on TV right now? I am going to prove my coolness. And it's by saying this season of survivor is the best show on TV right now. And everybody is immediately turning off their podcast apps and saying survivor, these poor people who just joined Patreon, they're like, I didn't spend money for this, but no survivor is a show that is still engaging, still exciting. Why? Because human beings make choices that sometimes never make sense. And, you know, like you can't script human beings' true behavior really a lot of times. And I think this season on Survivor is incredible. I know you love talking. Yes. To, you have loved talking The Bachelor and other reality shows. And I think in this golden age of TV where there is too much TV, peak TV, it's sometimes great to, you know, give our tip of the cap to these reality producers and i actually have a, a friend of mine a former student of mine who actually works on below deck oh and it, nice you know, the, the, i know the drama that people can create love it out of real life behavior i, I think it's incredible so i, I completely changed the subject from apple tv and their great sci-fi that's to fine maybe the antithesis of that survivor but i did want to get that out here Oh, no, I love Survivor. I talked a bit with uh, with Peter from Australia, who says hello to you, oh, by yeah? the way. No, um, brother. Here we go. And uh, we were talking. I was trying to tell him that this new season is really great. I think that yep. I was surprised with an hour and a half. I was a little worried because I yes. was like, oh, this is going to be <laughs> bad. We're going to get an hour and a half of Survivor trying to solve the world's problems which I'm not a fan of because no, like I say, I don't think reality TV is equipped to take on that. I'm, I'm a progressive person. I'm a very liberal person. I want all viewpoints expressed and ide new ideas brought to people. But mm -hmm. I also think that the framework in which you do that is vitally important and a reality show in which the people are there to survive on an island to win a million dollars is not that framework to me. <laughs> Though they try, <laughs> but this year, man, they have really, they've gotten to some great gameplay stuff. Right. Um, I think that they've done some interesting things with the, just with the, we can spoil, we could talk about the last episode, the sure. last episode, putting the new tribes. It was that usually when they do that, it's kind of, it doesn't always work out like a couple people change, but the way that they had like four on one and then like all the three people on that one contentious tribe that kept on losing got broken up. Um, but the ending to that episode, I felt I felt in a little a, a little bit that it was 
almost a goodbye to the previous couple seasons or more of the performative, ridiculous, <laughs> sometimes ridiculous people sometimes, yes. that come on this show because that dude, Sean, was about as real as a $3 bill, man. The way he <laughs> carried on in that final, uh, in the, um, whatchamacallit, yeah. what do they call it? The, the uh, final tribal. The he's tribal. Been starving. The tribal he's been council. starving for a week, and he's yeah. like, okay, I'm, I've got nothing to do all day because I know <sighs> I'm in trouble, so I'll plan out oh. my uh, impassioned plea of, of, of my life and everything. And so, yeah, I understand what it you're talking was, about. And everybody, he's grabbing everyone's hands. And, and I'm at first I'm like, are they buying this bullshit? And then I started looking up and they're like, <laughs> they are not buying this bullshit at all. <laughs> this dude's going home. Like he was, that was just a, that was a fun moment for me because in a way I think it was, it, I don't know. It just kind of, uh, it was really a metaphor for a survivor in itself. Like I, f yeah. I felt like he represented the show and then everyone was like, we're here to play a fucking game and live on an Island motherfucker. We're all starving. Take this shit down the road to real housewives or something like, well, well, Axel, I think you brought up the most interesting point right at the very beginning. What show gets better by making it 30 minutes longer? I mean this, you would think yeah. that's crazy in a lot of cases, but for this show, it particularly worked. And so I'm trying to think of other things I'm watching now or other shows themselves. I've podcasted about. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, how does making a show 30 minutes longer not feel pad out, but actually enrich the experience more? And this is one of those crazy things where I think it did. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I, I'm joking, but Jeopardy an hour longer. No, Jeopardy's the perfect length. You know, uh, uh, <laughs> You know, it's hard. I'm trying well, to think of another. Hey, oh, you could yeah. do Game of Thrones and just do like oh, a whole season go. of two hour episodes, right? There you go. Well, that yeah. Is that is that crazy <laughs> that we have these hundred million dollar shows that take two years to produce and somehow we've all kind of just accepted I'm going to be left on these cliffhangers on these story beats and I'll find out about it in two years. But would another half hour of if your house of the dragon, another half hour of a painful childbirth scene or a, or a, or a different version of incest scene, is that yeah. going to make it richer? It might, it might, you know, once again, I, I love everybody's feedback. I always talk for it on my podcast. So, Hey, you guys let us know what, what shows would be enriched or made even better with another half hour. Well, I'm trying well, to think, you, you know, know, they're, it's tricky. they're lessening, uh, I think the next season of House of the yes. Dragon is like mm -hmm. two episodes, like eight episodes, right? Instead of 10. That's exactly right. Can you believe it? These so. story arcs, which, you know, on Game of Thrones, it felt short because it was 10 episodes. But now you're going to have to compact all that into eight episodes. That's going to be it's going to be tough. We're going to have to have economical story storytelling, which isn't always the easiest during an actor and writer strike. So we'll see. Well, I think they did such an amazing job of that first season. I mm -hmm. was a huge yeah, they did. fan. And I don't know. It's been a while. Now, that was what? That was a little over a year ago, wasn't it? Yes. With House of the Dragon. So what's House next? House of the Dragon. Well, they have, because of... 
they're not here in North America filming. A lot of their cast and a, a good part of their uh, uh, writing team may not actually be under the uh, American WGA. Yeah. And so they may, they certainly kept filming. I know that. So there's still a chance we'll get House of the Dragon. It will be a two year break, but next year, but it'll be, you know, we had Andor for everybody who loved Andor. That's been on a two year break, but that did get caught in the strikes that were going on. Mm-hmm. And so Andor didn't complete fim- finish filming season two. So it's in this odd limbo where they probably filmed 80% of the season and then suddenly the writers and actors left and they're like, okay, what are we going to do? Awkward. Yeah. So it's going to be, it's going to be fascinating how everybody handles this. I love telling a story that I lived in Los Angeles during multiple writer strikes. And in fact, I sold a, a, terrible script that got made into a terrible horror movie because of because they saw an actor a writer strike coming and they're like oh we want all the scripts what is this I, what, what what what's it called so well that is a great point so i, <laughs> I <wrote laughs> you don't want to tell us <laughs> I, no 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 i don't want to tell anybody because it's just terrible but i wrote this script and it got titled cutthroat in some markets meaning some places around the world and in other markets it was called scared and you're like, well, what do you mean? It got different titles. It just did. And then you think, well, you wrote the script. That must be really great. But when I wrote the script and sold it, I lost kind of all rights of control. And so I finally see the film. You know, it would be on late night on HBO or, you know, USA back when it came out in the early aughts. And I'd watch the movie and, and I'd get confused as to what's happening. And you're thinking, how are you, how are you the writer and confused what's going on with the story? Because they renamed all, all the characters. They switched stuff around. And I'd be watching it. And I'd be going, what the hell is going on? Wait, so, look at this. Yeah, wait, I never knew you did this, buddy. A group of young filmmakers encounter a yeah. serial killer. Oh, and they gave it the kind of... Um, the cover looks like the Kevin Williamson looks kind of like the screen. Like there was a, remember like every movie at that time got that same cover. Yes. That's why I got, that's why I sold it. Is I it was very scream. Yeah. All right. And so my twist was that the idea was that the people behind the movie didn't mind that a serial killer was stalking the set because it, it uh, allowed for promotion of the movie, you know, like any promotion <laughs> is good promotion. So they're like, Okay, it's terrible that a serial killer is stalking our set, but it's not that bad. But then, once again, I sold it to these people, and they kind of reworked that, that was, which was kind of a, a, one of the more, more more important motives of the story. And so they changed that, and so it's really terrible. But when these writer strikes happen, it is really it is really a crazy time for everybody. A, a high school buddy of mine had, was working on one of these. Uh, what you used to call ABC family or free form type shows yeah, during yeah. the writer's strike. And he had just, this was like his first job was being a, a writer on this show. And it's like everybody's dream. I want to write a TV show. Then the writer's strike happened and he got, you know, like literally he, he had worked maybe half a season on the show. The show gets canceled because, you know, this writer's strike and everything goes on and it didn't get enough viewers when it finally did air. And so he never another got another writing job at all. And so that oh, was his one credit man. on IMDb is this, uh, this you know, almost Twilight-esque family, uh, ABC family show that nobody would ever remember. So these strikes are big things in Los Angeles. They go on for days. Yeah. These the studios are spread out all across Los Angeles, and everybody's honking, everybody's outside picketing. And it's, it's really a, a, 
big thing. And so the fact that these strikes have gone on so long, and like I said, we've got shows which take two hours to two hours, two years to finally get a good version up. Man, it's crazy. It is just completely crazy. You're like, how, 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 how do we get to watch anything? Well, and a lot of people, Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say in some ways, it is ridiculous that I'm complaining because when I was a kid, you know, I love talking about being a kid of the 70s and 80s. You're like, they didn't, there was nothing new. Like when I was a kid in the 70s and the 80s, what did I watch on a Saturday morning? I watched stuff like the Little Rascals from yeah, the 1940s. Yeah, I know, buddy. I, yep, I was black watching and white big, shit, Gilligan's right, Island. Watching, yes, uh, that was made 20 sons. years before we were born. Yes. Yep. These Bug Bunny shorts that were made, you know, 30 or 40 years before we were born. That's what yeah. we had, you know, until so you're like, now I'm complaining that it's going to take two years to get a great TV. That's right. Spoiled person problem right yeah. here. And what, I, what I, I was just interjecting to say, we talk about the strikes that I think a lot of people mm-hmm. feel like, oh, it's, it's not over. The actors are still on strike. Yes. They're nowhere near. It doesn't seem to be getting an agreement. The most recent development that happened is yesterday, a bunch of super rich actors said, hey, let's end the strike. We'll all make, we'll put in $150 million to create a fund that balances Mm -hmm. the discrepancy between what the studios will pay and uh, and what the actors want, which is the most ridiculous, yes, rich person idea that I've ever heard in my life. Like, okay, everyone just sign bad contracts and we'll just pay you off. No, you. what the <laughs> fuck are you? That's crazy. So it's like George Clooney or something. It's like, dude, come on, George Clooney. Like, go sell another vodka or some shit. We know you're super rich and whatever. You're like in the illiterate now, but or, or illuminate <laughs> or whatever it is. But um, getting back to Apple TV, you should watch. Oh, sorry. Let's go. Let's you go. You should watch Foundation. You will okay. love it. Foundation is a fantastic, if only for Lee Pace and his role mm. in this. It is amazing. I love Foundation. I did. I'm looking forward to Silo. I'm on the Silo boat, but I, I okay. do want them to kind of like get it going a little bit here. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to talk about a show, which I talked a little bit about on a couple episodes before, but you did cover it. And for me, it was my favorite season of Only Murders in the Building. All right. I thought it was the best season yet. I guess it what, season three? Um, yes. I was not a huge fan of season two. Season one, I really liked, but I thought this season, save for the opening or I guess the first red herring when they when yes. they get kidnapped and go to the bottom what I don't even remember what the fuck happened they go to the basement <laughs> and then they're look that whole thing could have been cut out of this season and it would not have mattered no um but everything past that Meryl Streep um I thought that the three leads were fantastic again Selena Gomez has the most interesting voice it's yeah good point i don't know where it reminds me she she honestly reminds me of a much more um i guess hip carol kane is what she kind of reminds <laughs> me i know it's a weird thing but because she kind she kind of talks like this like it's oh, 
Like I don't, I, it's just a, and she's always talked like that. Cause my son used to watch, uh, he was obsessed with, uh, wizards of Waverly place. No, here we go. That she started off on, um, mm -hmm. I think. And she talked like that too. And it's like her, her, her mouth and her lips don't really move a lot. Her jaw doesn't really move a lot when she talks. Um, she, but she's super funny. Anyway, I love this season. What were your thoughts on this season? I'm glad you loved it. I think I was, when we were talking about the after party, I talked about the comedy has got to be strong and the mystery has to be strong. Yeah. I agree with you. I think this season was great. I think the of the two, I actually do think that comedy was a little less funny than it had been in the past. But when you are do when you release Steve Martin on a tongue twister song like they did this season, oh, when you great. when you give him the freedom to go complete, you know, uh, almost jerk like uh, the jerk, I should say, like type physical humor, I'm down with it. I think this was very strong, and I have a, a podcast that I do called Let's Solve Only Murders in the Building, and so it is very focused. If anybody listens to my stuff, it is very focused on the mystery part of it because it's like, hey, let's get together and let's solve this crime busters. But if you just sit back and watch it, this is entertainment. This is entertainment that everybody should be enjoying right now. It's a it's a it's a it's a wonderful show that cuts across all ages. It, you know, people can love the boys or Gen V that's going now, but that really doesn't, you know, my, I'm not going to watch that show with my mom or with my, you know, young nephews. Only Murders in the Building, it does have a couple of curse words every episode, but it's just fun. It's fun entertainment. It's a good hang show. You like hanging out with these characters. I 100% agree. Now, Axel, did you solve it? Since I host a Let's Solve Only Murders in the Building podcast, did you solve Only Murders in the Building? Um, you know, that's the funny thing. I listen to okay. the po your pod. Sure. And I love it. And Thank then God. the show starts, and I can't even remember to remember to try to figure <laughs> out who did it. Okay. I don't care. I really that's, don't care. That's valid. That's valid. It doesn't matter to me. Honestly, if you had to ask me to explain who exactly did what and what happened this season. I probably couldn't do it unless mm -hmm. to tell you that I liked the interactions between certain characters. I thought these people were funny. I loved, I liked how they brought in uh, the woman from Joyride and um, uh, she was on Emily in Paris as well. Yes. Yeah, she, she played a young actress, Yeah, really quippy. She's got a side hustle, all the things you would love. Of a younger actress. That was I fun. She was great. That yeah. little thing they did with her was fun, right? And um, so it doesn't, I'm not really, even though I like the way you present the mysteries, and I know mm -hmm. that when the show is dealing with the mystery, I'm interested. I'm like, oh, could have that person did it, this person? But in the end, I guess I kind of let that go because, first of all, I'm wholly entranced by Martin Short. I am a longtime Martin Short devotee going Preach. back to I, Martin Short, Goes Hollywood, Der Bingle, oh, the, the amazing, I mean, come on. There's just so much. My whole childhood, I think, probably Martin Short was my favorite comic. He's yes. just so fucking weird. 
and <laughs> he doesn't he just doesn't give a shit um no. and i didn't even mention clifford which is one of the greatest yep. films in history of film yeah let's drink this is to our buddy heath let's drink some jack and coats cokes and watch clifford yeah, hell yeah baby. we'll we'll be gone yeah so i'm a huge Martin and I was always a huge Steve Martin guy too. I always yep. thought Steve Martin and I always I liked I wish the only thing I wish Let's hear it. about this show is I wish Steve Martin was a little more subversive in this show than he is because he is a very and he was if you go back the jerk even his comedy yep. routines um, the man with two brains, all the crazy fucking weird movies he did were kind of subversive and strange and sexual. And um, that was kind of, uh, he's a wild and crazy guy. You know what I'm saying? So I just, that's the only, he's, he, Martin Short is still Martin Short in this show. But Steve Martin is playing a version of old Steve Martin. Mm -hmm. that I would like to see him kind of break out of in us in, cause I know it's renewed in subsequent season. I'd like to see a little bit. They kind of get a little bit with the sex stuff this season, a little bit, but I would have liked to seen him get a little bit more like kind of outwardly subversive. That's just the kind of my favorite parts of Steve Martin. And the jerk is one of, Yes. my favorite comedies of all time. It's and but it's but so I do weird. want to say that we did lose five Patreon members from you talking about Steve Martin and sex. So we will switch <laughs> it up. You know, we'll we'll get just cutie Selena Gomez and sex in a bit. That was I want to say that was kind of his thing, though, wasn't it? It he, well, yes, it, it certainly was. But I want to talk if it's okay. I'm going to go back to Martin Short because I loved you talking about that, and I, and I, I love talking about myself. So what um what happened was is that when I was a kid. At a, at a certain point in in the 80s, this would have been like 86 or 87 or something. I was a kid and my mom had it was now a single mom raising three kids on her own without any financial support. And so what, of course, was a, something you couldn't afford was cable TV. So I'm trapped at home with with nothing on TV at all, except what you can get with the rabbit ear antenna. So here in Atlanta, there's this channel that you can barely get. It's channel 69. You know, that's how far down on the UHF channel it was. Uh oh. And so this is the late, yeah, exactly. This is the late 80s. And they start playing something from the late 70s and early 80s called SCTV, Second City oh, TV. Yeah. And Martin Short was so funny on that, it actually changed my life. After I graduated college in the 90s, I went to Chicago to go perform and do classes at Second City because I loved Martin Short on this silly show so much. And all the people like John Candy, Eugene Levy, Catherine O'Hara, Dave Thomas, Rick Moranis, all of them. I'm, I'm forgetting Joe Flattery. You know, I'm forgetting yeah, all of Andrea Martin, sure enough. And so, you know, I watched this when I was a kid and I was like, oh man, this is so funny. And I'd go into school and of course nobody else would watch it. They'd be like, what are you talking about? You don't have MTV and all the great things on cable? And I'm like, no, <laughs> we can't afford cable. And so anyway, it affected my life. And now here, all these years later, I'm podcasting about Martin Short's show. He's been he's been yeah. a presence in my life way too long. Yeah, me too. Me too. My friend Seth Eisen and I used to quote, "I Martin Short goes Hollywood to each other mm -hmm. so all good. the time. I still will bring up some of the skits 
uh, from that and from his many Saturday Night Live appearances. And I mean, yeah, he's the best. So I don't really pay attention to who, <laughs> who the murder. And I, I, I'm trying to remember if I remember. Oh, I do remember who it was. Okay. And I liked the way that that all turned out. And one of the things about this season, too, is I felt it was a little lighter, you know? Yeah, even, doesn't that help? Yeah. Yeah, like, they, they, I don't know, I think last season they went a little too serious, you know? And on this season, they had a little bit more fun with it. And I liked that they also had Selena Gomez get with the um, documentarian, um, right. the guy who showed his wiener in that uh, play. Yeah. What's his name yes, again? Yes, exactly. The actor's name is Jesse Williams. Yeah. On the show, yeah. his character's name was Tobert. Uh -huh. How ridiculous. Tobert. Yeah. I, I thought that was funny. And he was in that baseball play where he got naked in the shower and then there was a big scandal. Someone took a picture during yeah. the play, and which is not cool. And No. Um, the awkward, same thing happened terrible. to, what's her name? Leah Michelle or something in, I think, Awakening or something. Yeah, I think the same thing happened yeah. to Harry Potter. I mean, what is yeah, going that's on with right. people taking pictures at plays? Why people, do people no. have to take pictures of people's privates. Just take pictures of your own privates, people. That's a lot of. Well, no, right let me there. say, I, let me say, that's no fun. Yeah, <laughs> pictures of people's privates. Triple no, your P. own. You know, you're like, oh, oh that's true. There's the thing I've seen before. Exactly, Boy. exactly. <laughs> you again, jeez. Um, but uh, yeah, I I just. I love the show. I think that it's um, it's it, it, it. Oh, the having her get with uh, Tobert or Tobert, yeah. which I thought was mm -hmm. a good thing because it made her happy. The relationship that they had her in last season um, was just kind of a drag. And I and I honestly, if you had to, if I had to explain that right now, I couldn't explain what was going on with that. Where it turns out she was kind of stealing her life, but. She wasn't yep. involved with the murder, but she wasn't a good person. So I don't know. It was too much, you know? Um, so anyway, I do. I do wish, though, another thing is I do wish this show, and I know it's hard, um, was a little more New York. Like, I felt like the first mm -hmm. season they tried a little harder to make make you realize that it was in New York where yeah. this season they had, you know, the play stuff, but it was a little less a little less New Yorky. Um, well, give me an example. What would, what would, what do you need for it to be really New York? I don't know. Just shoot on the street more. Okay. Oh, well, yeah, I a hundred percent agree That's with it. that for sure. You know what I mean? I just, uh, honestly, I think when someone says, how do you make something more like in a city? So I say, show the city, you know, I want to see it. I want to see wide shots. I want to see, um, even some touristy things mixed with, I want to see crowds of people, but that's, that's not really what the show is about. I can understand that, you know? Well, no, now see, now you're making me think, and it, you know, like this whole season, season three of only murders in the building was based around a play in New York. And so I, I was thinking to myself, well, how could it be more New York? People go to the TKTS booth in Times Square and they're like, Give me tickets to anything <laughs> but this, you know, anything but this, you don't, well, you don't, there's wicked is sold out. Okay. Good grief. Have Give me this you, show. have you ever seen how to with John Wilson? 
oh, is that a New York show? Well, he goes he goes certain places, but you're right. At yeah. times, that is a great New York show. Yes, that is. He's the one on ultimate. scaffolding where he went to oh. New Orleans as well. It was so good. At some point, um, I actually have not finished the final season of that show because it's just so good, and I just like watch one episode and kind of chill, mm-hmm. and then watching it. it. Just that show is ridiculous, and it's very dense. So, um, and I, a lot of times I'll stop and or what, cause he just shows a lot in New York. I'm like, Oh, I remember that. Or so, you know what I mean? I don't know. I just kind of having been a person who has is like what 15 years out of having lived in New York now. Um, oh man, but having don't grown get, up don't, in don't Jersey, make me cry. York, yeah. I don't know if I could ever live there again, but I do miss it. But, um, at some point we'll have to do a, how to with John Wilson podcast and and um and and chat about that at length. Let me let me ask you this. So we've been show. talking we've been talking a bit about these super expensive shows. You know, you've yeah. got Martin Short, Selena Gomez, and Steve Martin in a show, or your House of the Dragon, where you're spending all this money. Certainly, they didn't you know end How to with John Wilson because it cost too much. Give me a break. <laughs> you know, it's got to be a a very effective show. Do you think it was John Wilson's call to end it? I, I didn't read about this. Or is it HBO saying, okay, we have a good, we have a good sampling of this. Now you've got to give us something, you know, we've got to always have something new to churn our uh, C- streaming service max. What do you know what happened there? I have no idea. I, no, I assumed that it was that it was his choice mm-hmm. just because of the kind of show that it is. And as I just type into Google, why did How To with John Wilson end? The (laughs) answer is because John Wilson wanted to conclude the series. Great. Okay. That's what we love hearing. And that's what I thought it was too. I mean, exactly what you said. This show costs like nothing. They're just, he he shot all this stuff already. It's essays, right? It's Mm -hmm. visual essays. So it doesn't really matter it's all it's all his own found footage so i think that you know there would be no reason to cut it and for, and it was so critically loved um yep. but also he's got to go off and do other stuff you know like that's and actually as i scroll down it says i realize there's more ambitious stuff i wanted to do hell yeah um, all right so like that's good that's what we want him to do that should be, uh, you know, that should be fun to see what happens with him. I'm trying to think of what's the, um, uh, what's the show that's coming out that uh, I bet you would, that I bet you're going to be a fan of um, with, uh, uh, what's, what's the uh, poor things, Emma, what's her name, Emma Stone? Who's, what's her new TV show that's coming well, out? Well, she's got a new show she's going to do with Nathan Fielder. With Nathan Fielder, that's right, who who I think helped get John Wilson that show. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, but th- that show looks awesome, The Curse. I are you have you uh do you know what show you're covering next or you should cover well, that? Well, here's the here's like the it. thing. Everybody like everybody who listens to Daily DVR as always as they're supposed to. When there was a great episode talking about upcoming TV, what are we looking forward to the most? And Axel, the only host we should trust, unless he disses one of the shows I'm podcasting <laughs> on, but Axel, who we should always trust, said his number one was a show coming out in November of 2023 
a limited series entitled A Murder at the End of the World. Yes. And that is currently oh. what I will be doing my next Let's Solve podcast on. So so I'll know not to have Axel on as a I guest because I'll that. be like, Axel, what about these clues? And he'll be like, I, I wasn't paying attention. Oh, well, that one I might pay more attention to. Okay, here we go now. All right. You know, it's a little bit more dramatic. It doesn't sweep me away with the with the funny <laughs> comedy stuff. Where right, I'm but laughing. it won't have any Steve Martin set. Scene. So you'll oh, be like boring. Damn it! Damn it. <laughs> no, no fake arrows through the head. Um, right, exactly. No king. Where's Tut Bernadette stuff. Peters getting frisky? Yeah, murder at the end. When is that coming to get out again? It is coming out. Everybody, put it down on your calendar. If you have Hulu here in the United States and Canada, or if you're at Disney Plus with the star option around the world, it's going to be coming out on. Tuesday, November 14th. November 14th. And today is October 20th. So we got about, what, three weeks then, right? Yeah. Two, Get three, ready. four weeks. Podcasts weeks. never end. Always be podcasting. That's what we <laughs> well, got to do. Well, are you a huge Brit Marling fan? Have you? Did you watch the OA and the No, this is why I'm going to be a complete newbie i know so many people who raved about the oa and one day and in these windows like i have now where i'm not doing a podcast i need to catch up on these great shows like foundation like oa that i have not been able to watch but everybody i know swears by the oa and so hopefully once again i've got officially three weeks of no podcasts on the docket so hopefully i'll be able to catch up on that and some of these other great shows before Grandpa Grandpa Bubba is back in the podcast chair and has to be putting out more content. Well, I think that you should watch the mo- her movies. Um, oh, okay. Another Earth, mm-hmm. uh, The East, and Sound of My Voice. Watch those three movies. Those movies are fantastic. I would say watch the OA. That's a bit more of a commitment. You have the time. It's only two seasons. Um, but, um, the movies are also amazing. Another earth is fantastic. And I really did now another earth. She did with another dude. Um, sound of my voice was the first things she did with, uh, Zal Batman. I can never pronounce his name correctly. Batman Jilge, Batman Jilge, I think is how it is. But that's the first project, bigger project that I think they did together. Um, what's yeah, sound of my voice is awesome. And I'm not even All gonna right. say anything about what they're about or anything, especially <laughs> sound of my voice, because it's the kind of the surprise of it. You should mm-hmm. expect some weird, wild stuff. Man. Um, All right. Yeah. Let's roll. They write some very esoteric very strange um interdimensional spiritual Uh-oh. yeah stuff dude you're going to dig it yeah that's well, fun I can't Ooh, wait. I'm glad okay yeah you know i've been thinking about talking about that on this podcast when it came out because we haven't covered anything in a while i'm trying to do more podcasts I haven't been back to the day. I started doing daily and then I was Mm -hmm. like, you know what? The podcast is better when I'm talking to another human being. So I try to do like this episode has proven that's not true. Well, (laughs) 
We still got time, man. Come on. Oh, okay. Let's turn it around one time. We can still figure it out here. Hopefully things can get better. Um, But let's see. Let's get them better. I don't know. What else do you want to talk about? What else? uh, I was was trying to look. We've kind of talked about the latest shows that you had covered. Um, But have you really not been watching anything else because you're doing these podcasts no it's it's one of those things where when i'm doing podcasts i kind of can't don't have time to do anything else i do keep up on sports so when i uh, joined and i was joking about around the league i do listen to you guys there and i'm one of those classic podcast listeners where i'm talking back to my podcast device like going oh what a what a terrible idea oh yeah they're right about that team and so it's always fun and it's 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 thrilling that we have this like i I always like talking to the listeners as much as my, the sound of my own voice. And we have such richness now that we, that unless you're as old as maybe me, you, you just can't appreciate what great stuff is out there. And I love it when people tell me things. So when people tell me the foundation, when people tell me another earth or the OA, you know, keep them coming. I, I want to hear everybody's, if you're listening to this podcast and you've made it deep, this deep into the podcast, I want you guys to tell me, Reach out to me on social media. I'm at Fit and Trim. That's F-I-T-T-E-N-T-R-I-M. Reach out to me and tell me what's good. I can't wait. All right. That's it. Reach out to Bubba. But wait, I have one other thing I wanted to ask you about. Ooh, let's hear it. Let's hear it. You are covering the crown. That's true. Right? Will you be covering the upcoming season? And should I watch it? I fell out of the crown. But I've always wanted to get back in. Has the stuff where they have Princess die and all that? Like, how far along are they? Is it interesting? What 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 was your opinions on the? Because I didn't listen to when you guys talked about the Crown. Because I don't watch no, the show. That's fine. Even though sometimes that's I do com- listen, I listen to a lot. You talked a lot. I think I had stopped <laughs> yes. listening to. Um, What's the got milk the strain? I think I had no, stopped watching. I think I stopped watching the strain, but listened to like two seasons, and now I know what happened just from listening to your podcast. I but wish I, I had I stopped. I wish crown. I had stopped watching the strain and still just podcasted about it. You know, like okay, here's the description this week. Have, Let me guess what happened. You could have done that. You could have. But should I get back into the crown or what? What? How do you well, feel? about I am. This show? I am. You know, everybody's unique, but I think I may be especially unique because when the crown came out and it was launched to such great a great acclaim and stuff i didn't pay attention to it at all i didn't watch it because that just really isn't something that grabs me at all i'm not you know the royal family wasn't something i was never interested in and then our good buddy matt murdoch had said he was doing this podcast on the crown and he just needed some other opinions and i thought well i'd probably be a good opinion because i don't care anything about the royal family i don't pay attention to it and I watched it, and the main thing I always loved about it is how it made me interested in history and things I didn't uh, know yeah. because I'm an American. Yep. I didn't, you know, I wouldn't know certain stories. And now it's reached that point, which I think every viewer has to get their wrap their head around about. Wait a minute, I kind of remember this stuff. I remember where I was on that fateful day when the tragedy happened in the Paris tunnel with Princess Di, mm-hmm. and I remember there. You know, I was I was a real little kid when they got married, but I remember being woken up because the whole family wanted to watch it at like four in the morning or whatever. Yeah, dude, my so, Irish yeah. grandmother, yeah. believe it mm-hmm. or not, was in love with the stupid royal. She fucking hated oh, wow. England, but she wow loved to watch all that shit. Mm. Yeah. 
So, so I thought I'd be a good test person and I got engaged in the show. And now though, the show in the more recent seasons has, has caught up to, you know, my life, my consciousness. And I'm like, Oh, is it as good? The reality is that it isn't, but maybe, I mean, it's still fascinating and I still watch and I still enjoy but what's funny is because I like those early seasons so much where I'd watch an episode and then immediately go to Wikipedia or go to Google and say, wait, is this exactly what happened in their history? Now I do it. I still enjoy the show, but there's less of that almost fun second screen experience because I do remember. I'm like, oh, yeah, I was here when that happened. Or I remember about this. Oh, I remember that scandal. And so it's entered a different phase. But after five seasons of really, really compelling TV and certainly incredibly produced TV I'm going to go into season six and and just ride it to the end, even though I, I don't think the most recent seasons were as good as those early ones. Okay. I can't tell if it's because I know, you know, I'm not, I don't need the second screen mm, experience yeah. as much as I used to or, or what it could be. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll give it a shot. I do think that the woman they chose for princess die. Oh yeah. What, Elizabeth. Elizabeth yeah, yeah. She is Whoa, she is like gorgeous. She's a little, it's a little distracting almost too, because she's like (laughs) six foot one. Heck yeah, let's go. Like Princess Di was not six foot one. So, but I get, I don't know. Do they do a good job of, do they put a lot of people on Apple boxes or like, what are they doing? No, she's really tall. No, they don't, they, right, exactly. That'd be great if they did it. But no, they just they just kind of accept. Okay, everybody watching this must realize these are actors. Okay, and yes, there is a bizarre height difference that doesn't make sense if you watch previous seasons. But they just go with it. And um, here, tying everything together, the uh, actress who originated Princess Die in The Crown earlier seasons, she's going to be the star of A Murder at the End of the World. It all ties together. Wow, everybody's right. everywhere. Well, let's. It all ties together. Let's tie up this podcast. I got to get going yes. too because my kid's about to walk through the door, and my wife Hell went to yeah. get her hair cut, and he's not going to have any way to. He's going to have a mystery of how it's going to be called. How does Lachlan get into the house? That's the new <laughs> podcast we'll be covering, where he'll be like uh, trying to sneak into the house. He'll be like, "Dad, what happened?" But right, Bubba, and you said you weren't going to podcast daily. You know, you just yeah, leave him so. out for a couple of days. He's been like, "All right, he's been three days. He hasn't figured out how to get in. Let's see how he's doing this week." Well, just he'll be like looking out the window. Um, it's oh, always yeah. great to have you on, pal. It's always great to talk to you. I love listening to your pods. You and Catfish are awesome, and Matt too. Oh, yeah. Um, love, love it all. So thank you so much for coming on, pal. We hope to have you on again soon. Well, I want to be on more just because everybody who's uh, listening to this is part of the family and know it. Yeah. But the Daily DVR kind of podcast family, if you will, with Gina and James and Andy, like everybody, Heath, you know, like everybody is a big part of the whole crew. And so... I love being on. And when I'm not podcasting, invite me on anytime. Awesome, brother. All right. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for listening to everybody. Check out Bubba over at doublepmedia.com. Hell yeah. All the stuff that they're doing. Check us out at dvrpodcast.com. We'll be back soon enough. I think I got some guests for next week. We'll see. I'll just send some people some direct messages. (laughs) or emails. All right, everybody. Nice talking to you. Take care. Peace out.